Welcome to another episode of Who Gives a Hoot. I'm Luke. That's Kyle. Hello. Hi. Welcome. It's, it's it's been a it's been a pretty good week, I would say so far. Yeah. Um, it. it you no, know, we we've been a good couple of weeks since we recorded. Uh, with some some quality news uh, coming out, but. We're we're recording this uh, on the 21st of September, so I, I think we'll remember this pod. Um, so let, let's it's get fall. Into this. it is fall. Uh, we're we're getting into just about playoffs uh, time, which brings us to the first bit of news: Union Omaha, first team in the league to clinch a playoff spot, uh, followed up two hours later by pretty closely yeah yeah but we were the first we were and technically north carolina only did because of some people failing to win so yeah yeah that that is that is true um and we we came very close to not clinching playoffs there um but we did eliminate chattanooga we did uh, uh, despite the very late goal yet again. Uh, so, yeah, this is fourth year of existence, fourth year in the USL League One playoffs. So huge, uh, huge accomplishment by the front office, uh, by the ownership, and, uh, you know, all, all the guys on the field this year to to really – Come out of that early season funk and pull together what is now a nine-game winning streak. Uh, yeah, if you remember, there it was about maybe three months ago now, two months ago, uh, when we were just talking consistently. Like it's it's almost there. It's almost we feel like it's about to click. It's just something isn't clicking, and then it finally did, and it's been. Just I, I I think it was right about the time they did the treetop adventure down at Fontenelle Forest. Brought them together. It worked. Brought brought there's that chemistry. Um either that or uh Luca and Marco started cooking for everybody. Um <laughs> so uh yeah, but nine game win streak, uh longest in league history. Um we you know, have as somebody who I hit the panic button. Uh, I'm not afraid to say that I hit the panic button. Uh, I there there are things that still very much worry me, but we've been winning the games. We've been doing that tenacity to to close them out um, and keep well. the hospital out. Yeah, that, that that's what it is. We've we've been yeah. doing well to score a lot, and then not just let up one less goal than that. One less. Goal. <laughs> We're not doing great on goal differential, but that doesn't really matter too much right now. Yeah, we'll see if it matters in the end. Depends on how many what well, we end up points wise. But I mean, we're up there. We are yeah, currently I, third, but that's only because we are now a game in hand. We we are, and we've got five games left in the season. Um, I I can't remember the exact stat that's being shared around, but 
what what is it? Seven games we've leaked a goal after the 80th minute. Uh, I think it's oh geez, because it's the one that I I had done. It's I think uh, seven seven goals in the past six games we've led in after the 85th minute. Um, something like that. It's it's wild. I, I don't know it, if we want to talk about it right now, but I I did break down the numbers for it whenever we want to well, do let's, talk about. Let's, it. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the game in Chattanooga because that that was Chattanooga, as we've always said, is a very tough, hostile place to play. Um, very hard to hit the ground on. You saw guys mm-hmm. on our side being very slow to get up from some. You might break your ribs. You might break your ribs. They at least had lights this time. It was played after uh, mm-hmm. after. Um, so, no, that that's a positive. Uh, if you didn't have, we don't necessarily have instant replay, um, on the broadcast, but you could always see it on their giant ass screen. Uh, and the corner of it, you can see the corner actually get taken from the very bottom corner of their giant screen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the thing that, um, thing that was really depressing for me is they took the bounce house down in like the 60th minute. I, I mean, the, the bounce house was the story of the watch party. We were keeping tabs on it the entire game. Well, the the thing that just surprised me is no player just to clear the ball just rocketed it in there to see if it bounced around. Like that that's got to be somebody's somebody's got to try that before the end of the season on some team. I mean, we we we'd seen it like go slightly over it. We saw it hit underneath it. We didn't actually see someone hit it. I no. mean, th- thankfully, to be honest, hopefully there there are no kids harmed. But well, I mean, hopefully yeah. the kids watching the game because it's such an exciting match. There were seven goals scored. Yeah, but Chattanooga's playing. Yeah, that's true. Well, the wrong Chattanooga. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay. Uh. The physicality in this game. I mean, it's always tough going into Chattanooga, but it felt dirty. Like the the fouls, um, you know, Chattanooga ended up getting a straight red. Uh, oh yeah. Um, with a awful challenge on Joe Brito. Uh, it just pure pure malicious uh, in that tackle. Like no, not playing the ball, going in, essentially scissor kicking studs up challenge like just the one of the worst worst tackles i've seen in the league this year um and uh, a well-deserved red ultimately for for what the standard for league roughing has been um i felt it was well officiated yeah like i i have no no major complaints um the cards against both sides, I felt were deserved. Um, nothing, nothing that really, really jumped out at me as this ref could not be doing anything professionally. Um, which yeah, I, that was solid. I mean, honestly, that's about as high a praise as I, I think we can give in this league. Uh, so we we can talk about the goals. Marco got his first of the season here. Off. Off a beautiful JP flick. Yeah. Um, great, great that Marco gets his goal, but 
holy shit, that assist. Like, I, I, I put it online, but uh, JP is forgiven his debt for his 35-yard owed goal uh, because of that back heel flick to, to Marco that just so good. Like, mm-hmm. at, at any level, that, that assist is... I'm surprised that didn't make um, Sports Center. Like you occasionally oh, see yeah. from the league get up there, but that that back heel assist. I think it was probably just because the camera angle wasn't uh, camera moved too quickly from it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but still, uh, well done, JP. Well done, sir. Yeah, and then uh, I mean we have the. The first goal as well, it was a nice shot. It was well saved by their keeper, but we were just there. Steven was just there to pounce on it. Um, Steven has been great about keeping that pressure up. Um, I hate when he tracks back because he's not fast enough to get up there quickly. But, you know, he he has been doing a lot more work, um, being his influence in the team a lot more than beginning of the season. Um, and, And... you know, he's been getting the goals. He's been creating the chances um, it's so much better um, as the season's progressed. And I really think the the nine-game streak is a, a huge testament to his ability to just be there, draw people out of position, um, and be dangerous when he needs to be. There's There's been a bunch of times where, like, we've gotten that extra goal that we then didn't let up. Because yeah. it was like Steven being around or, or or even doing a little bit of fold-up play at times when he's been good at that. Yeah, um, and he, past couple games, he's been hitting the deck a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, he, he has been a very big flopper throughout the season. Um, sometimes I mean, to our benefit, but. I, I mean, you know, it could have been the hard ground in Chattanooga. We don't know. It, it could have been. Um, he is one of our older players and probably doesn't want to break a shoulder or knee or something there by hitting yeah. the ground. Um, but we we get a good lead. They get a red card. And we still barely squeak away with a win. We played the ball up the field really quickly. So much yeah. so... One of their players was slowly jogging back because they were way up attacking. And then it came right back to us. And Lexi didn't see that one of their players was still back there. Yep. Uh, like it, it just was. Um, in baseball, you'd call that an error. Yeah. And, and it was a tough game. Lexi was playing very hard. I, I don't know if the flashing lights um, were affecting him, but it, that was that was bad. That that was just real bad. Uh, but it was not enough for Chattanooga to, to pull a draw. Um, we were able to. To stay alive and see it through for three points, uh, get a week mm-hmm. off, and then pull into a game against Fuego uh, at 
Union Omaha's now annual Oktoberfest. Yeah. Playing the, playing the worst place team in the league on a short week for them because they played midweek. They did. But before, before we get into that, um, yes, Marco and, um, Marco and Steven both made team of the week. Yep. Uh, for, I think Joe was a bench as well. Uh, yeah. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to see the bench, uh, but, oh, uh, that's definitely well-deserved for both of them making team of the week. Um, really, really good to see Marco, um, getting some recognition for his first professional goal. So, yeah, it, it does suck that a lot of times they don't put someone up on team of the week unless they've scored a goal as far as defenders go. So it's, it's a little harder to get on there. I, I at least I feel like that. Maybe maybe yeah. it's just harder for our defenders. I don't know, but um, no, the, uh, the uh, fact that we've said for now two three years on this pod that Dalton or Lal never made it onto team of the week, uh, unless it was just absolute lights out. Unless they scored too, because I remember when Dalton finally scored late last year, he made uh, team goal- of the week that week. Or, or assisted or something. Oh, that counted. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. counted. Yes. <laughs> uh, so huge, huge congratulations to those guys uh, for making team of the week. And then on Tuesday, trademark Tuesday. Uh, out of nowhere. Out of nowhere, Union Omaha puts out a tweet in the morning. Would you like to meet someone new? And so we obviously thought that they were uh, introducing a significant other for Hoot. Um, seems about the time of the year that God. that would make sense. Uh, um, please, no. Please never have that happen. Oh, God. <laughs> gonna happen. <laughs> I mean, Hoot's the stuff of nightmares. What's more nightmarish than two? Oh. Uh, uh, no, we, we brought in a defender. Uh, it seems as though our defense has been pretty heavily racked with um, with injury. Uh, Luca, it sounds like, has a hamstring um, that hopefully will be back for playoffs, but hard to tell there. Um, I know Sebastian Sanchez uh, was mentioned. Uh, where is he? Um, Knowing that he was a lone player, I think it's safe to say probably something uh, that ended up with him being recalled, whether it's injury. I don't think he's featured for uh, Louisville. Uh, Yeah, I haven't seen him. So I'm guessing probably injury and just being brought back um, makes sense. They're a more established pro side. They have an NWSL stadium. Um, yeah, uh, they have facilities to accommodate a fir- uh, first-tier uh, team. Um, yeah. So if it is an injury and he's having to rehab better there than in Omaha, where we're using partner facilities rather than dedicated mm-hmm. facilities. So we we bring on... Uh, let's see... Tw- 2021 um, A-Sun, Atlantic Sun. Yeah. Uh, The Atlantic Sun Conference uh, Defender of the Year uh, played for uh, 
Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's MLS, MLS next for, team. Which yeah. is not uh, Charlotte too. Uh, I'll give them credit for that. They they did. They tried some branding. I mean, I don't know if it's worked. I don't know if it's been any good, but they at least went the North Texas route. Well, they they went the North Texas route, the Swope Park route before Swope Park decided that it was no longer going to be Swope Park. Tacoma Defiance, uh, yeah, for a little while. So, um, Dudley, last name, I, I'm horrible with first names. Dudley just makes me. Uh, it, it it works. It's his last name. Yeah. Uh, coming in, he's got professional experience. Uh, medal or he's won uh, awards at the the collegiate level. Should be able to, you know, even if he's not fitting right into the starting eleven. Um, as we're we're dealing with injuries and depth challenges, as we always do at this point in the season with defense. Yeah. Um, should be able to be an impactful player off the bench if needed or uh, God forbid um, fit into a starting 11 and not be out of place. That is something, I don't know if we want to talk about it later, but I am curious if we think he gets playing time against the worst team in the league. Well, I think that leads to a more important question. Uh, Of course. Is this a trap game? I mean, I consider every game a trap game. If <laughs> you need, like, relax, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, at least as far as, and, and I know that you hear professionals talk about it all the time, but they try and take each game, game at a time. I know that doesn't always end up being like that, but they try and at least prepare that way. And I really hope we are. Fuego's not great. But they still have dangerous pieces, right? Yeah. Um, and especially with how leaky our defense can be at times, that could be worrying if we aren't putting in goals. And, and Fuego made some late season uh, trades. They they picked up a couple players later in the season that I don't know as though gotten a chance to get their full run out. Uh, they just the they picked up a goalkeeper who started last night, like. Mm-hmm. It was his first his first game for the team started against one of the top of the league teams. So uh led a whole bunch in, but that may have been more defense. Uh, one was a penalty. Yeah, it was it was a, a a bit of defense, I would say, at the very least. Yeah. Uh and they're on their fifth coach of the year, sixth coach of the year. Like I, them and Chattanooga both are uh cursed on coaches. I really hope for better things for their organization. That's what I will say. Yeah. There there are a lot of things I've heard um, from secondary, tertiary sources Mm -hmm. on it uh, that aren't worth repeating because I can't verify them. But it it sounds like they're here to stay, but they... If you followed anything on... um, on social media, you can tell that there's a lot of tension between fans and players to the point where one of their players was assaulted by a fa- one of their own fans. Their own, their own fans and their own player. Yeah, yeah. in the stadium. Yep. 
Yeah. They didn't they didn't attack an opposing team or anything like that. No, it was their own team. Their own team. And that that did end up online. The video is somewhere on X. Um so Twitter. I know it's a terrible uh, name. But yeah, so I, I really do hope hope that their organization just I, I hope the best for the, the organization. But yeah. right now it's not in a in a great state overall. Yeah, and hoping uh, next year with um, Spokane coming in, uh, they'll be able to... Maybe Santa Barbara? Uh, Santa Barbara's been a little too quiet for me to still believe I, they're coming in Yeah, I, I, after we had talked about that a little bit at the watch party, and I did go and look at their, their uh, social media history, they were pretty active through the end of last year through the Men's World Cup. Um, yeah, haven't really been since. <laughs> yeah, that has something to do with um, locking down uh, stadium lease. Stadium. Yeah, and, and it sounded like they were going to be playing at the the college, um, but if they're not, if they weren't able to get the terms to fit exactly what they needed mm-hmm. uh, to make it work for them, holding off another year would be the worst decision. Yeah. So we'll see, but at least, but then if they do hold off another year, they, and they still would have Santa Barbara then, and then they would also have a floated around team that has not been announced by the league at all, but was like a local source, uh, has talked about one in Lancaster, just north of LA. So yeah, if they start filling in California a little bit. I mean, getting some of those uh, Pacific teams, I'd still love for a few more Midwestern teams. Uh, same. But, uh, you know, getting getting anything uh, to really solidify West Coast teams, because that was two, one of Tucson's biggest problems, yep. is they had nobody close to them. Um, so they were spending so much on travel that which, just became... Which that might be the case too, where if you start pop populating the West Coast a bit more with these teams, Tucson could potentially make that jump back up if the and, the costs work out a little bit better then. Yeah, and Tucson has um said I mean they've not been inactive. Uh they've floated around the, you know, uh we'll we're not leaving forever, but we're we're coming back once we can solidify do they, new yeah, Do they play USL two this year? I believe they played USL two this year. So yeah, still at least around in some capacity. Yeah, because Perlman uh, joined the ownership for the USL two mm-hmm. side. I think so. so yeah. That seeing them uh, not dead um, fully um, mm-hmm. with the control coming back it is a good sign for uh, for West Coast viability. Yeah. Um. So let, let's uh, let's jump into into talking about what we think we're going to be doing against Fuego. Um, Do you think we see a new center back signing get to play? No. No. Okay. I I think to to the point of we're taking it one game at a time. Uh, we're going to put in our best 11 in every game possible. And that's going to be the guys who have been playing it. Uh, although with Lexi's back pass last week, um, 
does lead some questions like whether how he's doing it, keeping his head up uh, in later stages of the game. I, I will say I'm not worried about it too much overall. I feel like that that's it was a mistake, but, you know, it was a mistake. And and you learn from those things. So it, I don't it's think just, it's, it's that luckily big. You have to offer for. Yeah. I mean, I, I think the the reason I'm thinking about it more is because we've been having Marco play left center back because Luca has been hurt. Yeah. And so we've had to utilize Shaft and Dion every game and bring Anderson on because Dion can't really go the whole game. So we've been having to do that every game. So I didn't know if to give a little bit more flexibility, if we might try throwing him out there, pushing Marco left to at least rest maybe a little bit. I It's not a ton of rest. Well, are you upset that we're seeing Eon and Shaft every game? No, I'm not. I'm I, not. I, I, that's where I'm looking at is Marco hasn't unimpressed as a center back to me. Uh, like that's fair. Uh, he's, he's been doing doing well in the position, and the speed on the wings with both Dion and Shaft out there, it, it's it spreads the opposition. Uh, they're not focusing on Shaft quite as much because Dion's just as dangerous on the other side. Mm-hmm. So they're we're able to break down, break down their defense better because they're just, they're, they're getting broken. We're, we're able to play more through the midfield. Um, and and I, I feel the control of the game is better when you have both of them out there at, at full speed. Fair. I mean, I, I thought Marco had been doing well on, on, on the left as well, but I, I can yeah. totally see that, see that argument as well. We did and, finally and, get Cheeto back too. something to note. Yeah. So, and you know, at least uh, at least one of those goals, uh, two of those goals, I'd say, uh, Shido would not have been able to save. So it looked like one of them had a deflection um, in the the Chattanooga game, and then the other one uh, he got left out to dry. I mean, yeah, that yeah. he he couldn't do anything about the last one. Like he. Uh, he he could have, but it would have been a straight red. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Uh, so so you think no change in defense? What about midfield? You still go with the four two three one? It's been working. Yeah, I, I mean, I I could see us starting younger guys in the midfield. Um, so maybe not Connor in there. Uh, I mean, I, I liked Connor cause Connor's distribution while playing a six has been so good. My thought is we're going to stay with our, with our two holding and we'll, we'll do Connor and JP, but we might switch up the three. Why not put Giovanni in on this game? I mean, if we want to totally. Um, like, we'll 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 see if Connor can come off the bench. Then he's got a streak currently. Um, how, how many games is he away from his hundredth appearance? His hundredth appearance would be Madison, the okay. final game of the season of the regular season. Assuming he has an appearance in every game. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, and Shido has got he's to like be... a ninety-five, a ninety-five game streak. Uh, yeah. Shido is close because he was injured. I think the first game of playoffs would be his hundredth if it's okay. if he plays every. So, uh, two guys getting really close there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can see Connor coming off the bench, but I'd like to see somebody else out there in his position. Um, I think you see Eddie start this game. Mm-hmm. Um, no, shift uh, Eddie over Gil or Gallardo. Um, you know, JP definitely captain out there always. Because so so one of my questions was. If you if you have Eddie in that three, mm-hmm. then who's your other two up there? Brito, right? Probably. Uh, Brito or um, because one player who's been coming in and playing in that that wing position recently has been Noe coming back from injury. He hasn't been taking the lone striker spot. That's been Stevens. He's been taking well, the wing spots. You do you think Noe's at probably back at full fitness here uh, to come to start a striker? I don't know. He's 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 getting close to it, but I don't know if he'd start. Um, I I think you still see Steven start. I I think you might have a chance to like sub and sign washer. Um, especially I don't know if you saw their little clip of of advertising the Stein. Um. <laughs> With Steinwasher, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised to see him him come in and play striker. But I I would I would be curious to see if they might try instead of getting him on as a sub if they start Noe and have him go like sixty minutes just to see yeah. how that feels for him. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they did that on a wing too, just because that yeah. with the formation that's where he's been playing lately. I I could definitely see that. Um, Santos has been in good form at, at the nine, but at, at the same time, this is a game where really we still any need of a score. Score, well, you, but I mean, you say that, but we still need a score. <laughs> well, because you know, just say you know, we're probably gonna let in a goal. At least one. <laughs> so we probably need to score. It's going to be in the 90th minute, and uh, Dos Santos will be off, and we'll be on our second <laughs> second lineup anyway. Uh, uh, I, I think that'll be... The, the striker spot's the one I'm not convinced on on this week. Um, I think Steinwasher would be a good option up there. I think Noe, if he's back full fitness, could be good up there. I mean, heck, even Pedro up there. Pedro's been doing very well. And, Ball, I mean, that, that brings me into my question with, with the three, especially when you were saying, when you're talking about having Eddie start. Because my thought would be you have Pedro as the 10, you have Joe Brito on one side, you have Noe on the other, and then like a Steven or a Steiny up top. I'd 
At this point in the season, I'd probably have Pedro over Joe Brito. Um, Brito, I think, give him a rest against this team. Uh, I don't. Like, he was a little slow to get up after that tackle. Oh, that's fair. Uh, I don't. He know was the one the red card was on. Yeah, who the yeah. foul was on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if his if he was injured off of that, but mm-hmm. it, he, the contusions from hitting the hitting the ground there uh, would be enough in my mind to to warrant take a week right. off before doing a a late season push against the top teams, uh, especially with the next game being North Carolina. Yeah, yeah, and North Carolina is his home turf. Uh, That's true. So, you know, that, that'd be rest him this game, send, get him in the starting lineup against NCFC, uh, let him, let him tear up there and, and finish out the season, the regular season real strong. Um, I could see that, I guess. Yeah. Do we see Shido or do we see Ian? It's something we didn't talk about. Like it. Yeah. I, I guess my thought is we see Shido purely because he still had been coming back from injury a little bit, so I feel like he's still kind of working himself back into it. So I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him this game just to kind of continue getting into the flow again. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see Ian, I'd say that, but I, I could, I, I would think that he might still have this one. Is Fido Ian's first game was against Fuego, wasn't it? Oh boy. Maybe I don't I don't remember for sure. Off the top of my head. Yeah, I'm trying to remember that because we've played out there once and they played here once so far this season. Yeah, I'm trying to remember what the previous Fuego game was. Um was that one of the uh, Caniglia games? No, because that was Madison and North Carolina were those okay. games. Um, no, we've, we played there twice. Okay. This is their only time coming here this year. That's what it so, is. So they have a pretty new roster. This will be their first time at Warner Park. It will be. Uh, they They don't have a whole lot of guys who've played a lot in the season or a lot in the, the league. Um, I think Falk, I think they do still have Victor Falk. Yeah. Who used to Falk. be on the kickers. I think they might have a couple of holdovers from last year who did play here twice. But other than that, yeah, I, I don't know how many more they have. So Werner Park might be a, a strong advantage for us. The weather is also going to be an interesting one. Um, oh, yeah. So Hoping that the storms come in early that day, but it yeah. is looking like there's going to be lightning, thunder, and heavy rain. I don't know. I From the last I saw looking at watching the weather last night, um, and, and of course it changes so quickly because, you know, models do, but it sounded like it was going to rain all through, like right up to about game start time. Mm-hmm. And then there would just be a break. 
until like midnight and then it would start again after so we'll, we'll see um yeah. hopefully hopefully it's not a rain out yeah i i, I don't think we'd see a rain out at this point um storm chasers are done for the season um and we only would, have would they one- stay and play on sunday I mean, there's not a whole lot of time to make up, so that would make would make the most sense. Yeah, I don't know. It really depends on Fuego's flight schedule too, so I don't know. And whether or not they can. Yeah. Um, it, other things of note for this this game. Uh, it sounds like Parliament is not going to be on the berm for this game. They're going to be in section one nineteen. Which be be the first time you have all of the um, supporters groups, the the loud supporters groups, in one section. Um, it is interesting too, because I remember when we were first like starting Parliament and talking with the team about where to place Parliament. Um, it was definitely considered doing one nineteen as well, and we had talked about that a little bit. So it'll be yeah. curious what it's actually like there. <laughs> Since I haven't been well, there. Yeah. And, and remembering back to the very beginning, I believe the discussion kind of ended when the, the ticket prices were going to be $5 more per game to be in the seats versus in uh, on the berm. I think it was a uh, little, I, I think it was a, there was a little bit more to it than that, but I think that was one of yeah. the factors. Yeah. Uh, but definitely going to be interesting to see hear the difference um mm-hmm. the one thing parliament has always been very loud on the berm but it you know putting drums on, on grass eats up a lot of uh looking at it from a strictly acoustical standpoint it eats up a lot of the sound versus when you know uh, the example from what was it 21 when madison came down in force yeah uh, and they put them in um the great spot. <laughs> One fifteen. They put him in the most acoustically sound spot in the stadium. Yeah. With bass drums, and that's all you could hear all game. Uh, yep. Which credit to them for for coming in hot. Uh, but having that concrete backing uh, to for the drums to bounce off of and broadcast onto the field, I think is going to be uh, a huge benefit to the stadium experience. Um, it'll yeah, be we'll, weird to we'll see, see how it goes. Yeah, but, there, it'll be just the empty berm end. Yeah, I'm, I, well, I'm sure it won't be empty. I'm sure it won't be empty. But. Yeah, I'm sure you'll see more more families and blankets out there. Um, no, since that is prime spot, let kids roll down the hill, etc. People it, people stepping right up to the edge all around there. Then, yeah. So it'll be it'll definitely be interesting. I imagine they'll still have smoke on that end with the the professional pyrotechnics. Um, yeah, probably. So it'll be it, it. It's going to be an interesting experience. Um, I believe the one nineteen sections one nineteen and one twenty. At least half of those sections are going to be GA for this match. Um, which, if you're you're interested in finding out what it's like to be be on the other end um you know slide on over there 
uh, check it out, buy, buy a general admission ticket and, you know, you can get in on the supporters, uh, trial experience over there. Um, and then, and give feedback as well. That's another thing they were specifically talking about is yeah. they do want people to give feedback on what the experience is like. Those both in the section and outside the section, if your seat is somewhere else, how, how, how was it? How was the, the experience different? So, yeah, uh, no, let, let both the supporters and the team know if it's something that that could work in the future. Uh, you know, anything to make Werner Park a fortress until we have our own stadium, uh, which has been awfully quiet of late. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, and it seems like based on Twitter, uh, Gary Green, owner of the team, will be in attendance on Saturday. I think I did see that. Yes. So keep an eye out for him. Um, he'll probably be uh, ripping the first smoke grenade uh, down down with the supporters. Uh, that seems to be kind of his mo. Uh, you know, give him fire and smoke. He's all for it. I don't know. He he might be doing the owner suite smoke. We'll see. He might. Maybe maybe he'll do more than one. He'll do one with each, yeah. or just jump yeah. back and to the six goals we're going to score. Yeah, for all those goals. <laughs> Hey, I mean, four goals against Chattanooga, who I think had a better defense than Fuego has had. I think I think it was three. I think it was three to two, not four three. Where am I thinking four three? That was North yeah. Carolina. Yeah, sorry. Uh, we we keep giving up goals late in the game, and I, I it, it it tends it, to blend together. Yeah, yeah. It, it's been been two weeks, and yeah. So uh, either way. Uh, We've been scoring goals. There'll be chances for smoke, hopefully. Um, I'll knock on wood. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Uh, so I don't know if you had tw- if you had Twitter questions because I I did want to briefly mention a, a couple things about speaking of scoring goals about like some of the stats on how we have been scoring goals recently. Yeah. Is yeah. It- the only uh, only question I saw specifically was um, after Rich's post game article, and we kind of addressed that with like what's happened to to our defense, where where's mm-hmm. it gone? Um, I think we talked about that earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably enough to cover there. Uh, but yeah, the the goals when goals have been scored against us it has been circulating on on Twitter and and the forums. Uh, know and I, you you said you'd pull together the the breakdowns yeah essentially i was just curious about it as well and so i went and found the stats because that's what i do um and uh i mean first i i do want to briefly mention our goal scored which is a little bit of weird to me um how it's almost evenly split we've scored uh, 25 goals in the first half and 24 goals in the second half throughout the season. And in this nine-game run, it's been it's been 12 and 12 in this nine-game run per half. That that's that's kind of impressive with the split. Yeah, it's it's it was a little weird to see that. Yeah. Now, throughout uh, throughout the season. Uh, we've we've let in 14 goals in the first half 
and 24 goals in the second half. In this run, it being three in the first half and 10 in the second half. Now, specifically, specifically, even even more than that, 90 plus minute goals, goals after the 90th minute. The whole season, we've let in 10. So 10 of the 38 goals we've let in, almost right about a fourth, Mm -hmm. have been after the 90th minute. If we include the 80 to 89th minute, it's 13. So it's closer to a third. Matt, those stats uh, make me bring up a question I have. And Mm -hmm. it it was brought up a little bit um, at the last team talk. Jay versus Dom. Jay, well, the way he's often described by his players is almost more drill sergeant. Uh, the typical American style of fitness first, everything else comes second. Uh, Dom seems more tactically minded, but are we are we missing out on that that fitness that's hurting us towards the end? That is an interesting question. I, I'm curious if it is fitness or if it's that we get complacent. Um, I don't know, because so many of the games we've, um, I guess I didn't pull the exact stats for it, but so many of the games that we have let up those late goals in, we, we've either been like drawing at the time or winning at the time. So there might be a sense of complacency there. Well, with, with the complacency, it, we've given up multiple goals. Like we, we've given up multiple goal leads uh, towards in second halves of games uh, to you know come really close to to losing or or drawing, uh, and that's where I think after that first goal is scored uh, by the opposing team, mm-hmm. complacency should be out the window. It should. And I don't think the, our guys have the mentality to that to me screams that they're becoming complacent later in the game. That that's where I, okay. I'm falling to the, the physicality, uh, the, you know, the fitness level of them. If it's, just mental tiredness because they're physically tired rather than, uh, you know, they're complacent because we're in a decent spot. Yeah. I I guess if we want to talk about this run specifically too, right? Like we've let up 13 goals, Mm -hmm. three in the first half, 10 in the second. So 13 total of those 13, eight have been in the 80th minute or later. Yeah. And I mean, this has been a tough stretch uh, that we've won these nine games. Yeah. But it's. I mean, it's I, I'd, I'd say it's been up and down there. There have been some tough teams. There have been some not as tough teams, but like every game Chattanooga, is <laughs> Chattanooga, Richmond, um, just on on the grand scale, like every game is tough. But like when you when you, you know, compare 
compare places in the table. Some are easier than Terzaghi West Richmond. That is true. A Terzaghi West Richmond. Uh, so I'm not. I, I just the from seeing the guy talk uh, from from seeing their their actions. I really can't put it at complacency. I, okay. I don't like I I fully so, body. So, so you you definitely think it's fitness. I think it's fitness. And if you listen to Dom's talks um, that they've been putting out, you know, it's like minute or minute and a half um, blurbs after the games. He he talks about the mentality of the guys being able to hold on everything there. Uh, you know, it, he's always harping or you know really really pulling uh, to their their mental toughness, their mental fortitude um, on being able to to hold on to a win. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I feel like his tone would definitely change if he thought it was complacency. That's fair. Yeah. So I, I've, if they're not fully fit or not fit to do a full 90 at a hundred percent, at this point in the season, will they be come playoffs? Like that that's my worry at this point. Yeah, I mean I I, I think it's a fair worry. Especially uh, it, it really depends on how we use our subs too, which there there's yeah. been times when Dom has been really good at using subs. There's been a couple instances where there's been a little questions asked, but so, and I think the times where he's not been great about using subs have been times where our subs are guys who are coming off of injury. Mm. You know, they're like, granted, we don't get injury reports, so we don't know which guys are coming off injury. Uh, yeah, that's that's true. lovely one for that. Uh, but what do you mean? Mueller is on the injury report. After yes. how long did he finally get put on it, and now he's just kind of been on it? At a certain point, they had to start giving answers. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm not sure where we'll be after this Saturday because um, you got the other teams playing. We'll still have a game in hand on most. Um, so, but it, so yeah, there's 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 four weekends left in the season, mm-hmm. right? Four weekends. We have five games. That's why we have one midweek game left. Yeah. Um, but a lot of teams don't. A lot of teams are. It's only us and Greenville, I think, that have an extra game right now. Yeah. Um, and currently, we are one point behind both NOCO and North Carolina, who play each other on Saturday. So if they draw and we win, yeah, we're a point ahead and a game in hand. So are we? We really want that draw. I would love that draw between them because <laughs> uh, then it who, gives us who, a lead with a point with a game in hand. Who's officiating that match? <laughs> I have no idea. I haven't looked at anything. Sure, well, I'm sure, not- you can find out. Yeah, let's uh, let's put uh, some some of our resources. Uh, uh, on that and see what we can do to make that happen. 
we do not uh, condone match fixing on this pod, but we're also not saying if a draw happened because of the refing that we would be upset. Uh, just, just I am not giving any. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not giving any money to anyone. <laughs> I, I, I'm not offering money, but you know there, there, there are ways. Uh, what What other results do we do we want to see um, Saturday? So what other results help us? Madison has a big week because they took a point and honestly probably should have won. They missed a penalty at the death against Noco on Wednesday night. And so they play Charlotte. And if they win, they jump Charlotte. They'll, they'd actually go to fourth. And Charlotte would yeah. drop to fifth. Um, that would put us into a more fun position going to them last game or last day of the season. Yeah. And, and well, it'll be interesting, too, because if Charlotte wins, it gives them a bigger cushion. But it also yeah. puts them closer to the top three. And we play Charlotte still in that midweek game. So I, I'm curious what where Charlotte is going to land as far as how much effort they're like going to put forth. Like, are they on the bubble? Are they potentially missing playoffs? Right? Yeah. Um, because then after that, I mean, we play North Carolina, we play Charlotte, and then we play Tormenta, the second last game of the season. They play one Knox this weekend. Both teams are just out of the playoffs. So... I, I don't want to say a loss will fully knock a team out of the playoffs because it wouldn't, mathematically at least. We're close at this point. But it would really hurt. So if one knocks were to beat Tormenta, Tormenta, Tormenta might not be in the running by the time that we play yeah. them. So we'll I mean, see. they saw the talented squad, but that talented squad hasn't equated to success this year. Yeah, they've been trying to make a late season push, and they beat North Carolina for us, which was very, very nice of them. Thank you. Um, they they so, didn't do it against Snoko, but they did against North Carolina. <laughs> every year they've been in the season or in the league, they've done a late season push. Yeah, like it, it's it just feels right. It feels like USL League One. That's true. That that is that is very fair. And then, then they'll miss the playoffs by a single point. I mean, last year they didn't, and they went on to win. Last but, year they uh, last year to win, but we're we're getting back to the the equilibrium. Because <laughs> yeah, I think they have. Uh, if I just look at it really quickly here, um, yeah, they're five points back of Greenville right now, and Greenville still technically has a game in hand. Greenville also has one of the easiest schedules left. Um, Watch like, them. Yeah. They they could. Uh, their next two, I mean, they play Richmond, and then they do play NoCo, so that, that's a more difficult game. But then they end with Fuego, Chattanooga, and Lexington. Oh, so if, 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 so... They, if they don't make playoffs, uh, <laughs> they okay. only have themselves to blame, really, if they don't make playoffs. Uh, all right. Um, Saturday, score prediction. Go. I'm going to go 3 1 because I don't think we can keep a clean sheet. All right. 6 to 1. Okay. Breaking, Not your normal. Not your normal. Breaking from tradition. 
but I, I'm feeling this is a chance to really pull ourselves ahead goal differential. Um, and I think we need to take advantage of that at this point. That's fair. I, I, and I do think we do. I do think we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. Like we're, yeah. we're pick, we're picking decent wins, right? But yeah. we can't get too far ahead of ourselves. We, we need to be sure we actually do get some goals actually do win. But if we get the yeah. chance to run up the score, Oh, it'd be really nice to do so. Yeah. I, like we, we need the win. We can't slop on defense, but running up the score, uh, what it would do for, uh, you know, morale of the team, what it do for the goal differential and what it would do going into the playoffs for the fan base and for the, for the club itself. Uh, yeah. you know, a team that has a six, one win, um, or more, uh, that's easier to sell tickets to for that Wednesday game or a home playoff game than a team that's squeaking by with three, two wins here and there. Yeah. And we're, we're four goals behind North Carolina right now. And we're seven behind NOCO. Yeah. So if we can make some up, cause this is probably going to be one of our only games we can make some up. Oh. So we got to try if we can. Yeah. All right. Um, two game, two home games left. Saturday against Fuego, and then Wednesday, October fourth, which is Rashid Nuhu bobblehead night. First thousand mm-hmm. people through the gates get a Rashid Nuhu bobblehead. Um, so, first, yep. first ever Union Omaha bobblehead night. Uh, there's some cool new merch for the Oktoberfest. Uh, game uh limited edition scarf and t-shirt um also a stein package which they have the stein and there's the uh there's the tailgate the team sponsored tailgate yeah. uh, for Oktoberfest outside the stadium starting at three again hopefully yeah. it's not rained out but we'll see well last year they had a huge tent out there so um but hopefully it's not rained out because if you get some lightning and you get some wind Anything can happen. <laughs> Nebraska, we'll we'll hang out. Oh, the tornado over there! Ooh, cool. Ooh. Uh, hey, they didn't say anything about how close a tornado is to cancel a game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a mile away. We're fine. Yeah, like the lightning's five miles or more. We're we're good. <laughs> All right, Kyle. I have one question for you. Who gives a who? We do. We do.